In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good afternoon, good evening, 5.30, drive time. Welcome to our show, The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb. I serve at the Harvest Foundation. And today we're blessed to have with us Steve. And Steve is involved in a healing ministry here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here, Julian. Now, Steve, let's, let's just dive straight in. Uh, a friend of mine, he uh, introduced me to you and he said that uh, you're involved in a healing ministry. And so uh, immediately I thought, you know, like, um, I don't know, Advil and some you know, Tylenol and back massages or whatever. But apparently it's something a bit more uh, elaborate. So tell me about your healing ministry. Yeah, so I serve in the healing rooms at uh, the call the Gilbert Healing Rooms, and it's really at our church, uh, Two Rivers Church in Gilbert. And so every Tuesday night, we invite people from all over the community who have ailments, and they've they would come, and then we would pray for them in the name of Jesus, and they would get he- you know many people have gotten healings through that, and uh, we have a lot of testimonies. We have a wall of testimonies. Uh, of all the people that have, you know, have contributed, have said, look, I, you know, you pray for me and I got completely healed. And so, so that's what we do, you know, on Tuesdays. Yeah. So, wow. So, so people, people come in with uh, physical ailments, you and the team pray over them and their physical ailments go away. Yes. And, you know, Julian, this is, this is what is, uh, from a Christian pr- perspective, this is part of the Christian life. You know, in fact, you know, uh, we serve a God who heals. You know, it's in his name, right? Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals. And, uh, you know, throughout the Bible, you know, if you look at Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forgive none of his benefits, who pardon my iniquities and heal all my diseases. That's what David wrote. You know, and the good news is that, you know, the, the, the gospel embodies, you know, who, who God is, you know, his very nature. And so um, it's really amazing uh, when people come and they have not known this part of God and, uh, and then they can taste the healing. Uh, and sometimes the healings are right away, you know, but sometimes it, ta- you know, is taking a couple of months but, um, you know, we've had many, many stories of, of people who were healed of, of diseases that, you know, the, the doctors have said, hey, there's no more, um, you know, hope for you. I can't do anything else for you. So, so when they can't, you know, God, God can do it. And he, he takes care wow. he heals. Wow. So, so we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking minor things here. We're not talking, you know, a, a sprained wrist or something, you know, we're, you know, an ingrowing toenail or whatever. You're talking about real diseases that are being yeah. healed through you guys. Can you give us some examples? 
Yeah, Julian, you know, we one one that really sticks to my mind is that there was this man who had, uh, you know, uh, basically advanced stage, uh, advanced stage uh, melanoma. And for melanoma, um, it, it is a very aggressive disease. And he had come, um, basically, the doctors had said, there's really no more hope for you. And uh, you should quit your job. And you should just stay home and, and, and await for death. But um, his wife nudged him to come to the healing room. So we, we prayed and he, he had come consistently for about a month. And then he moved to California. He said, I want to be close to my family, um, my, my, my brothers, etc." And then he quit his job. Um, and um, six months later, he said, you know, um, he went to the doctor and said, I'm actually very bored and actually getting better. Uh, is it okay if I work? And uh, the doctors were really amazed at the progress. And they said, you know, maybe you should. And I met him two years later and he was like, my body is completely healed of this disease. Uh, and, and I can tell you many other stories, Julian. There was a woman who had, you know, advanced metastatic um, uh, ovarian cancer and, uh, and, and, you know, was prayed for and, you know, she was healed as well. And uh, she's actually had, um, you know, spoken at our church uh, and given the testimony of how God healed her. So there's many, many stories like that. And there's also people who, who need healing in their soul, you know, in their spirit, uh, who had suffered trauma. And we, we do have, we have a ministry called, um, you know, transformation ministry, where we also, uh, where my wife and I also serve in, and we pray for people who have had traumas. And, uh, and we've seen a lot of people getting healed as well from that. So how, uh, how how did this all start? Uh, let's just focus on you. How how did this yeah. start with Steve? Because I hear yeah. as well I have in my notes that um, it's got some prophetic something prophetic about you as well. And yeah. so you know, you're you're uh, the Lord uh, speaks to you, and you're able to know uh, all all sorts of stuff that that I don't. So um, how how did all this start? Yeah, you know, it all started actually, Julian, um, you know, many, many years ago, actually, you know, um, we, my wife and I went to a conference and uh, in this conference, there was this pastor, he was, you know, Asian, you know, Chinese descent, and he basically was known to hear God and also to pray for people. So we went there and he basically said, look, who, who in this room has back pain. And immediately I raised my hand and my wife also, because I actually had a little bit of, of a herniated disc on, on my left side. And I actually had to use insoles on my left uh, shoe to be able to, to even my legs because one, one is shorter than the other. So he, um, he had all of us kind of, he checked our legs and sure, sure enough, you know, one leg was longer than the other by over an inch, about an inch and a half. And he said, okay, watch this. So he put my hands, he put his hands over my legs. And before my eyes, my left leg started growing. And, and within, within a minute, it was complete, it was, it was meeting the, the right leg. And, and so, and my wife also experienced the same thing. And I had to throw away the insoles because I didn't need them anymore. 
And then he, he started to speak, you know, prophetically about my life and about, you know, um, who I was that, you know, and also my destiny. And so after that, I was like, I really want more of what he has. <laughs> you know, I've been a Christian all my life and, and he's definitely experienced Jesus in a different way and, 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 and in, a, in a much fuller way. And I, I want to see that fullness of the gospel displayed. So I started to really um, participate in, you know, really looking f- uh, at how can I be trained in, in this? So how, how, how does this... Uh... Prophetic uh, ministry is prophetic gift work. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you? How do you hear God? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Julian. Um, you know, just like in the Bible, right? God always spoke to to His people, and even in Joel, it says, you know, my my, you know, that uh, my old the old men will have dreams, and you know. The men, my daughters and sons, they will have visions. They will, you know, they will they will prophesy. And and I think um, so. Basically, it's a, it's to me like a small, still voice in my heart. And uh, and a lot of times, it's also a thought that comes in to my 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 heart. And or sometimes God will start showing me a, a picture. You know, and you know, in Ephesians it talks about how you know Paul prayed that the uh, the the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, and so you know, um, it's a lot of times that way. Sometimes God will speak to me through dreams, and uh, and and you know, a lot of times, and and most of the times, you know, I would just go to the Bible and look at what He's saying. So He speaks to us in many different ways, and and that's kind of how you know, how I, I've kind of experienced that prophetic part. How, how, how do you know that it's the Lord speaking to you and not, not an evil spirit, not an imposter? How do you know it's yeah. God speaking to you? Yeah, you know, I think, Julian, I think part of, I think it's definitely, um, if he speaks to me, you know, it's going to be confirmed, right? And if it's not confirmed, then he, he wasn't speaking to me. I think the other piece is if the devil's speaking to you now, and I've been in, in, in um, different mission trips and uh, in many uh, occasions have had to cast a demon out of someone. And when you are in that presence of someone who has a demon, you know, or he's, he's possessed by a demon, you will know, you will feel that. And, uh, and I think that, you know, um, you know, it really is, how I, I would ask God too, like, God, is this from you? Is it just from my flesh? You know, and you confirm it. The other piece is also surrounding yourself, Julian, with people around you that are also prophetic. And, and it's really that, that community, you know, that, that God calls us to be in that would also say, confirm a word, you know? And so I would also test, you know, I would always say, okay, God, is this from you? And if it, if it is, you know, he will confirm it. Wow. So the, the question that we all want to know, does God speak with an English accent? Yeah. You know, that's a great question, Julian. Sometimes God speaks to me in Chinese, you know, and I, I'm, uh, I'm Taiwanese, but I you know, grew up in Brazil. And, and so uh, sometimes you speak to me that way. But more often than not, it really is a, a thought or a small, still voice. 
you know, that, that I experience and, and, you know, and it's really a process of learning too. You know, if we look in the Bible in the Old Testament, you know, Samuel didn't know the voice of God, you know, and he, and God awoke him in the middle of the night and he thought Eli, you know, was talking to him and, you know, it was God, right? So, you know, it's also a process of learning and practicing. And the more you practice and hearing God, you know, the more you, you get good at it, you know, um, wow. the other thing that I do is I just, I journal quite a bit, you know, and God starts speaking to me that way. Wonderful. Well, just in case you tuned in, you're listening to the kingdom and its stories. My name is Julian Gibb and today we're blessed to have Steve with us. And Steve has a healing ministry in the Phoenix metropolitan area. He was just talking about uh, prophecy, about being able to hear to the look, hear the Lord speak to him. Uh, not so much in uh, in an audible form, but uh, through Scripture and through uh, through His Spirit, I guess. Not wanting to put words into His mouth, but but Steve, tell us. I mean, uh, tell us some examples. I remember you speaking uh, earlier on about uh, you know often you have prophetic. Uh, uh, hear prophetic uh, voices in taxi cabs when you're when you're having a journey. So how how does this prophecy then combine into healing? Yeah, that's great, great questions, Julian. I um one of the ones that stick to me. I have a lot of stories, you know, and and the, the reason why I love cabs, you know, cab drivers because I travel quite a bit for work and I go internationally. Whenever I come back, um, uh, take a, a cab home. And the, the exciting things is that God, you know, I, I always say, God, even in this time of this cab ride, give me a word to encourage and bless this person. And uh, what I love is this in the metropolitan area here in Phoenix, there's so many people um, that are cab drivers and they are of different faith. And so one time I meet this man and I'm going to call him, you know, you know, um, you know, Ibrahim. Okay. Ibrahim was there and I was like, God, I'm really tired maybe not today, you know, and God just starts nudging me, like, ask him, you know, ask him if he's from, you know, uh, Iraq. And I'm like, okay. And I said, okay, um, excuse me, sir. Are you from Iraq by any chance? He's like, yes. So, so I knew that God was wanting to do something. So then I said, you know, so God started showing me that, you know, he was a football player and that, you know, he wanted to have an, a, a child. He wanted to have a son. So I asked him, you know, pardon me, but um, I sometimes hear from God and I am a believer of, of Isa and, a, you know, I'm a Christian. And so do you want to have a son? And immediately he was, he was, he was like, how do you know this? You know, I've been wanting to, you know, we, I've been married to my wife and I have not had a child and we want to have children. So to make a long story short, he came, he dropped me off in my house. And actually God told me that he also had back pain. I prayed for him. He got better. And the next day he brings his wife to, to our living room to be prayed for. So we pray and um, we pray for them to have children. And that was it. And about, um, about a year later, I get a text from him and said, and he basically said, here's the child that you prayed for. And, uh, and then um, a year later, he had another ch- child. And just recently, 
um, you know, we invited him over to our house and the children, you know, one was like seven, one was like, you know, eight. And, you know, they played with our children. And, you know, it was just amazing that, you know, God just loves him so much. And, and, you know, and all I was, was a vehicle uh, to bless him. So, I mean, I'm still working to get my head around all these things and it it sounds just wonderful, but I'm going to speak in case there are people listening now thinking, you know, Steve, this is, this is, this is great, but you know, this sounds more like Harry Potter than it does rather than scripture, you know, what, what would you say to them? Yeah. You know, Julian, this is, um, if this is Harry Potter, and to me, this is normal Christianity. You know, this is what Christians should be, right? Because, you know, Jesus even said um, many times to his disciples, you know, heal the sick, you know, and tell them the kingdom of God is near. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. That was Matthew 10, 8. And I think, you know, um, if we look through the, the scriptures, you know, um, there are many places that are kind of like Harry Potter. If you look at, you know, Elijah and the prophets of Baal and the showdown, right? And and Elijah saying, okay, I'm going to sacrifice to my God. I'm going to show to you that my God is real. And I'm going to put water in it so that you, you know that, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about, you know, physical things. It's about a supernatural God. And then God consuming that sacrifice and the prophets of Baal praying and not seeing any result. That sound, that seems to me like a little bit like Harry Potter. <laughs> Part of it is that there's the supernatural aspect of God that, that, that God wants to reveal him to us. And the power of God, power of God that is demonstrated, you know, in us. And, and you know, if we're to be imitators of Jesus, right? Um, you know, and, and I think that is um, what I see. I see that in the Old Testament. I see that in the New Testament, too, right, where um, so many examples of, of supernatural things that occur, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, uh, Peter's shadow can heal someone and the handkerchiefs, you know, that, you know, they lay hands on on it so that and then when they laid the handkerchiefs people get healed that's a little harry potter <laughs> and i think that you know as believers we just need to be accustomed that our god is a supernatural god you know and and he works in in so many great ways um and so that that's my my answer to that so why why don't we see more healings in the united states you know in, in phoenix yeah. why 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 aren't we awash with healings? Yeah, that's a great question, Julian. I, you know, I travel for, uh, you know, f- you know, for mission, for ministry, um, quite a bit, and I see so many healings occur in, in, you know, in Asia, in Cambodia, in many other places in the world. I hear so many stories of people getting healed in Africa, and I, I wonder myself that question, but I really believe the more. I pray for healing. I also see more healing. And I think that is a principle. I think that many Christians have lost, you know, or don't believe that God is a healer today. They believe that he healed in the past. And I must believe 
that, you know, because it says in the Bible, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever in Hebrews, right? And if that is the case, then we must taste, you know, that this, this God who is Jehovah Rapha, who is a healer, and it is in his nature. And so um, I believe that, you know, part of the reason is because people have, have really um, lost uh, faith in that God really heals today. Huh. And so uh, I'm, I'm guessing like, you know, with the healing and the, the prophetic uh, gift that you have, you know, the healing, like, uh, I'm thinking of Lazarus, you know, raised from the dead. But of course, he, he again would physically die. Um, yes. you know, at some point down the line. And so with, with all the healings that, that, you know, with the cancers and, um, you know, uh, with back pain and, and so forth, as wonderful as they are, um, they in themselves have their own lifespan, you know. Uh, so, so how does the healing, the, the, the wonderful temporary healing move into the eternal, into people coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ? How are you involved in that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, you know, um, part of that, that piece of, okay, once they get healed, you know, how they get closer to God, you know, and, and a lot of it is, to me, you know, um, is there's always have to be a tie to who God is and that God healed them. You know, I, we always share that, that, you know, Jesus healed you. And he gave you these children, you know, uh, and I think that is really key uh, to me. I think that with every chance I have, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, I really believe what Jesus told his disciples to go heal the sick and, and proclaim that the kingdom of God is here. And so to me, um, I just feel like I'm a part of that. And um, and all I have to do is just pray. And, you know, it is a seed sown. But maybe someone will harvest that 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 the harvest. They they will pick the fruits from that. You know that person will grow and they become believers and and you know in the faith and then start actually reproducing. And so I think that you know we as Christians we just do our part and then let God do the rest. Let others you know plant and you know sow and water it and uh, and and see the the tree. Sometimes we don't see the the fruit, you know, and so that's that's kind of my perspective on that. Because my my Greek's a bit rusty, but I think the word miracle, simian in the Greek, you know, means a sign, you know, so that when Jesus is performing the miracles, it's not this is what it's all about, you know. It's these are yes. signs as to who is it who's doing this, who is it that yes. can you know heal these people, who is it? Absolutely. You know, and as you would say, well, it's not Steve. You know, yes. but who is it? Where does this power come from? And so, yes. um, so great. So, so the healings are really then, in a sense, um, a sign to God calling these people into a relationship with them. Would, would that be would that be correct? Yes, absolutely, Julian. It is. It is an invitation of a of of really discovery of who God is. You know, and and you know, we've had many people that we've prayed for healing, and they were they were of different faiths, and they came to know the Lord. They wanted to accept Him right away, and then we we got them involved with a with a you know a church, and uh, and so I've seen so many people when we prayed, you know, in the Buddhist temple even, and and people you know monks that want to you know receive Jesus, and and you know it really is an invitation. Um, to a greater 
you know, really understanding who he is. And so that's, you know, that's kind of how I see it. Wonderful. We have about one minute left. And so what would you say to those who are listening? Um, you know, you, you've been given uh, these gifts, um, but I read in scripture that everyone has been given gifts. Uh, yes. So what would you say in about 30 seconds to those listening, you know, what should they do with their gifts? Yeah, I would say, you know, to all of just use your gifts you know, use your gifts, and the more you use them, the more God is going to pour into you, and you will see that come into fr- the fruits that that await you. You know, as you pray, as you as you you know um, perform miracles, as you heal the sick, as you pray for them, you will see God move. Well, Amen. You know, I would uh, I'd call it your gifts. You know, they seem uh, quite quite wonderful, quite supernatural, miraculous. But all of us who are, who are listening, you have been called. You have been given a gift. Uh, Steve isn't a, a superhero, spiritual superhero. God has given him what he has. And so what has God given you? Why don't you go out? Why don't you serve God and love your neighbor as yourself? Be Jesus's hands and feet. God, God bless you all and have a wonderful day. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.